Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> you got your earbuds? Yeah, I got them in, so should be good to go. So I got to ask you, because the podcast is called Behind the Wheel, are you always behind the wheel? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So living in Baltimore, in the inner city, I was present when the Freddie Gray riots occurred. Baltimore was actually the first city in America to come up with a essentially legal way to ban African-Americans' property ownership within white residential areas. Transformation is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands, mainly snack brands, to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged. Hi, I'm Derek, and this is Behind the Wheel, a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within the communities. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Oxley, and today's episode is brought to you by the folks at the Creative Running Collection, an eclectic ensemble of artists from all walks of life and disciplines. I mean, we're talking established to want to be writers, actors, directors, artists, bloggers, vloggers, videographers, podcasters, journalists, producers, and editors who are passionate about creating content for running and entertainment purposes. Still, but more importantly, they inspire people to pursue a healthy lifestyle by helping them identify their purpose, maximize their potential accelerate their growth and continuing the cycle. In other words, they help people IMAC their life. So, if you've got some hidden talent and you're looking for a safe place to express, own, and display your talent, shoot them an email at the Behind the Wheel Morning Show at gmail.com. If you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, or know of an entrepreneur, a small business owner looking to advertise on the Behind the Wheel podcast, but weren't certain as to whether or not there was a possibility, we have eliminated all the guesswork. It certainly is a reality. Who's this we you're talking about? You know it's just you. I'm not going to go with we. We now have, we going with we? I think we're going to go with we. Let's try. We now have the ability for you to sponsor an episode. How cool is that? Your ad can run pre, mid, or post roll. Simply visit coffee.com forward slash BTW podcast. The details will be in the show notes. That's ko com forward slash BTW podcast. And one of the cool things about coffee.com is it allows supporters of the show to buy me a cup of coffee. You all know I like coffee. So... Shout out to Latoya Shantae, Soul Inspired, Kimberly Hall, and Kim Isaiah. That's why I'm all hyped up on this coffee. All right. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Baby Ox Radio, D-Rock, D-Livingstone. And today, oh, today is a treat. Today, um, you, you probably heard me talk about this gentleman in, on a number of occasions. He is one of the, uh, one of two. I'm waiting for my other man to get on uh, individuals who who talked me into doing a marathon. I don't know why I would consider doing that, but you see these two guys here, and I tell this story, and it sounds like it's a joke, but it's not a joke. It's like a white guy, a Puerto Rican guy standing around in a Home Depot. I'm like, I don't know where this story is going, but this is actually what happened. And so it is an honor and pleasure to have you here. Uh, give it up for Mr. Miguel Castro. <laughs> How are you doing today, sir? I'm outstanding, my friend. It's just um, an incredible, humble opportunity to be here with you. You know, we have a, and a tremendous history together. Yeah, man. It's, um, I, know, I know they have heard the story. I, th- I think I tell this story at least two or three times 
a week when someone asked me like, how did you start running? You know, it's you're part of the Genesis story. And so for those people who don't know you outside of um, being the guy at the front of the, uh, the Home Depot, and then they hear the other story, and we'll get to that one a little later. Tell them a little about yourself, how you got started running and, and um, this road to uh, endurance sports, et cetera. Oh, first of all, I want to thank you for the opportunity to invite me to your podcast. I'm a huge, huge fan. Uh, I watch almost every one of the ones you, you make, and your stories are extremely significant and, and inspiring. Um, how I started running, um, I started as, as, as a friend to a friend who was training for uh, becoming a state trooper. Mm-hmm. And the state police academy requested uh, a particular requirement from those who were training or aspiring to become a, a state trooper. And one of those requirements was to um, to do a, a mile and a quarter um, mm-hmm. every other day. And the last quarter miles is with about 80 pounds uh, on your back because if you were to aspire to become a state trooper, you know, you needed to be ready to carry a body for a long period of time, at least 80 pounds or more. Uh, so this gentleman who I've known for, for a number of years um, uh, was already training for a, a number of months. And I walked in there with, you know, cotton socks, cotton sweatpants, <laughs> nothing dry fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, some make-believe running sneakers that I bought somewhere in Target. <laughs> I was just unprepared, so I thought I was prepared. Mm-hmm. I walked into the uh, the running track in one of our high schools in Meriden, and he was ready. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he was fit. He had his running gear. I'm kind of looking at him a bit strange, and it's like, I'm ready. You don't look ready. And <laughs> he just whooped me in a way that uh, brought me to a complete full stop to understand that running was a little more than uh, just running. It, mm-hmm. it, uh, it, it, it just needed uh, a much deeper understanding. And um, then from there, I, uh, I continued to do a little more research and, and just brought myself up to par to what mm-hmm. running was about. It wasn't just the running gear, but it's also your your mental status and and a number of other things and and a strategic plan and to mm-hmm. actually get to where you need to be and that's how I started and um he was just whooping me every other day and I was getting frustrated until then I got it down to a science in the way that I was ready and um I was able to surpass him in a way that it wasn't about surpassing him or mm-hmm. or, or being better but being better for myself. Mm-hmm. So what year are we talking about? Like, Oh, goodness. You're talking maybe a little over 10 years ago. Okay. A little over 10 years ago. So when we, when this was, so this, yeah, wow. So this went back some time. So you was already, you were already, you were, you and Sean were already, already running. Yes, and, yes. Um, and so we're standing at the front of the, at the front of the Home Depot and, you know, I don't know how we got on the subject. I think my, my sister had started talking to me about running. And at that point, I think the most I had run was like 10 miles because it was part of like this Westport running series. And it, only, it started off like at maybe like a half a mile or a mile or whatever and worked its way up to 10. 
So now you all are standing there talking about you're going to do this marathon. I had no idea how far a marathon was. Like, I mean, I heard it, but I didn't know it was 26.2 miles. So I'm just agreeing with Sean. <laughs> guys are talking about this thing. Let's just, yeah, okay, fine. You know, so I download a plan. I'm like, download a plan. Okay, I could download a plan. But then when I looked and see, I was like, oh, this is 26. So I had to get a gauge as to how far 26.2 miles was. Like I didn't have a, um, I didn't have a watch. I was just running, you know. I think the first time I went out, I had on a pair of zigzags, some Reebok zigzags, and that was it. But um, there's, you, you know, you mentioned there's this camaraderie. There's this something that's more to to running. Um, so I would see you in in the depot. I remember we first, um, I think my first encounter with you, um, you know, they, I had just taken over the design department. You were working on a kitchen. They gave me your folder. I said, Carlos is out front. Go talk to Carlos about his <laughs> kitchen. And so I go out there. You know, I should have opened up the folder and looked, you know, <laughs> for a name. I go out there with confidence. How you doing, Carlos? Do you remember this? I do. I do. <laughs> I do. You know, and it's amazing because for many years, and, and I remember this, you know, I was frustrated because of other people that mm-hmm. kind of dropped the ball in many ways. And nevertheless, you came in, even if, if, if I was Carlos in your mind, <laughs> but, you know, I kind of um, uh, dropped some of that frustration on you, but your demeanor and your response and the way you handle that, you brought me to um, uh, a different type of understanding and, and show me that you were there to just like in any other encounter I've had with you, mm-hmm. that you were there to to assist me. Yes, other people were, you know, touched uh, the issue in the matter and made it worse, but you were there on a mission and that you were going to help me. Even if I was Carlos in your mind, <laughs> you still turn that around. And, and after a little bit, um, I was the one who was feeling, you know, uh, a bit bad because... You really did what you had to do, and and my project came to fruition because mm-hmm. of the number of things that you were able to really correct and fix, mm-hmm. and, and and it was a little frustrating because you know customer service is 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 critical. It is important, especially when you're a small contractor in a small business when a customer is 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 hiring you for uh, for you to render a service, mm-hmm. and and the either the manufacturing company or the in between you know, put a hold on you. Um, it is about the people who actually break through and make sure that you're at ease and that you bring your product to fruition and you protect your bottom line. And you did that. Mm-hmm. And for a number of years, you know, I wanted to find the best possible area to say, you know what, I probably, you know, um, unload on you uh, the frustration that I should have unloaded on other people. And that, that, that you deserve a good apology from me, but uh, you did really, really well. That's how we kind of, um, you know, met, and 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 then from there it was about running. And yeah. every time we see each other, we talk about, you know, copper socks and, and <laughs> running gear <laughs> and pointers, and uh, you know how to really get out there and and make the best of it. Yeah, it is. It has been an experience. When I when I think about it, I don't I don't I didn't see you as like 
an adversary. You know what I mean? Like, okay, this guy is is another customer that says, you are a professional. And you kind of get to a point where you're like, you you have a business. You have, you, you, you know, you have an interest that you're trying to protect. I'm like, I get it. No problem. I'm like, I felt like an idiot, you know, I, and when I tell the story, I mean, it's just, it's therapeutic for me, but I'm like the getting past the, the, the story, the encounter of the name, cause names are important to me. So I try to pronounce people's first name, last name. I, I try to pride myself. And I was like, dang, I can't, I, I beat myself up more about it than, than anything else. But after getting past that, it's the whole idea of the connection that goes beyond then than running and then find that discovering oh, this guy was he's a politician i didn't know he was a politician how did you get started in in, in politics well that's a that's a, also another hat that i that i was wearing for a while i've been in the community uh involved in a number of initiatives to become a voice for those who are voiceless and mm-hmm. Uh, income inequality uh, and discrimination and segregation um, against black and brown in in our community, Uh, police brutality and a number of discriminatory policies that were in place for a number of years. So rather than being outside of the room, I needed to be in the room to be part of um, the people who are legislating on behalf of the people that look like you and me. Mm-hmm. Um, which was important to me, immigration, um, LGBTQ uh, community, and uh, a number of things that were critical uh, that puts the community together, either make or break the community. So I ran for office and um, I was appointed first and I, I finished uh, my colleague's term and then went on and ran on my own merit, won, then ran for a second term and won three to one. Um, and, and kind of evolved and getting involved in a number of things. Uh, before I ran in for office, I was already involved and in, in the community and in, in, in a number of co- in initiatives, uh, they were really providing relief to, to, to members of our community, to give, giving people a voice in many ways and, and helping legislating in a way that was just going to establish long-term benefits for people in our community, not just in my community, but statewide. Um, so that's how I got involved. And let me tell you, politics is, is not easy because when you come in the room with, or you get involved in politics with a number of values and, 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 and you don't compromise and, and you don't um, compromise your principles um, and you are for the people, it becomes very challenging. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I've enjoyed you know, being in politics, um, I have just recently uh, decided to take um, a step back from being an elected official, but I'm still chairing uh, a statewide political organization called the Connecticut Hispanic Democratic Caucus. I have 23 legislators between representatives and senators and about 120 members. And, and our goal and objective is to continue to to help legislation and create the reform in the community that it's going to be from statewide all the way to to uh, uh, different municipalities across the state. So um, being a voice is something, helping people, um, mm-hmm. something that I've enjoyed, which is really related to also my my running. I guess it would give some balance because, you know, I, I do this segment this morning and just thinking about, you know, being able to, to sleep at night. Or you, it, I think you have to have a certain stomach for for politics because how do you, 
you know, how do you how do you live with your principles, your personal values when it's contrary to, you know, what's going on in the party? So how do you how do you make the distinction? And so you're able to to sleep well at night. You know? And I guess running might help to bring some balance. But I, I don't I, I got to be honest with you. It, you know, when I needed to really vote in a way or, or make a decision um, that was going to create a long term benefit uh, to members of my community, our community, to to black and brown and to fix discrimination in, in, in a number of disparities in, in our community, I went running. Uh, woke up 4.30 in the morning, uh, and if I was going to go for a 10-mile run, I took two issues with me. So I my first five miles was to fix the first issue, uh, practice how I was going to uh, get into the dialogue and the debate about that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, made mental notes. My mind early in the morning was uh, opened up, refreshed, and and... And I was committed and determined to really uh, do something and think about how I was going to, you know, uh, be a benefit to someone else. And then after I resolved that in my first five miles, Mm -hmm. then on my way back, uh, my next five miles was to resolve the other issue. And and, and that's how I I tackle uh, my scope of responsibilities as an elected official uh, to think well and better. uh, And I did that. Uh, while I was running. And when I went to my long runs and mm-hmm. the weekend, you know, 15 or an 18 mile run, you know, I, I took um, even two or three more issues with me. Mm-hmm. So running had really not only helped me keep my sanity, uh, but also allow me to, to look at things from a different perspective, um, a lever of, of commitment mm-hmm. and dedication. Uh, and not to allow the process and the red tape uh, compromise my my principles. You know, running has brought my uh, thought process at a different level to see things from a different perspective and mm-hmm. and and look deeper, look beyond uh, some of the things that most people might not be able to really look at. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll take my um my my ten miles if I do it. I'll start like in Wally world and go to the mall. And so getting a chance, like I'm not originally from Connecticut. So getting a chance to go run through a community um, is any, any opportunity I have to do that besides a trail, when it's, you know, it's, it's just easier on a trail, but if I get a chance to run through a community, you can kind of get a feel for what's happening in a, in a neighborhood, you know, and to have a young person or kid see somebody running it's like what what are they doing because sometimes it looks like this is you ever get that feeling like you're being watched but not in the bad way like they're, they're wondering like what what are they doing are they running is he running he's just running and kids are just like so innocent they're like just wow what's happening I'm, I'm running like i had no clue what this guy was doing when he was running through our neighborhood i i know now he's probably training for a marathon but i get to see the the different communities and Meriden seems like it has a lot of, uh, you know, a rich history. Um, yeah, it, it does. Um, uh, it's a very diverse community, just like many communities across the country. Mm-hmm. And it had faced uh, a number of challenges, just like many communities across the country. Um, you know, I keep talking about and bringing up uh, the matter of 
disparities in discrimination and in, in, in racial disparities. Um, and that is happening in, in many of our communities all across our country. Um, when I first started running and I needed to understand uh, a number of things, especially in, in this world of, of many things that have uh, engaged in a level of discrimination uh, against black and brown and, and people of color, uh, minorities and so on. Uh, when I walk into a marathon or a half marathon or a race, mm -hmm. you know, it's a family. It's a big, huge family uh, that the goal and objective is to really go across the, the finish line and to, to have a time that is acceptable to, to us, to mm -hmm. the person who's running. But you look around you and, and you see people from different sizes, different colors, uh, different creeds, different beliefs, different religions. And, and, and all we talk is, 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 is about running and how well we are and what you need and connecting and caring about each other. And yeah. once we get on the turf, it's even a much bigger family. And we look out for each other. It's, it's, it's a link that becomes my, my running brother mm -hmm. uh, that I keep, um, you know, looking out for him or her or them. And that taught me a major, major lesson in many ways. And some of that I brought with me, you know, um, to kind of be a, a better person, better individual, uh, a better man, mm -hmm. um, better father to my children. And, and running has done that for me. Um, you know, um, Meriden is it's 60,000 plus people. Uh, we've gone through major transformation and changes economically, uh, infrastructure, um, and in many ways, they have rebrand the city. Um, but one of the major things that we have tackled is um, being a voice for those who never have one and giving them a voice and encouraging people to step up and to speak up and to get involved and make long-term changes. My father always taught me that the distance between your calling and your announcement you know, it's the process. It's what is in between. Mm -hmm. When when you understand what is in between, you're going to go through a process that you're calling. It's going to make the determination that you're going to fulfill your God-given destiny at that given moment. But the process is what's going to shape you. Yeah. And and I see running like that. Yeah, it, it it's it's something because you can see the the the, the principles um, that you're you're talking about through the um, like practical application through the life of, of, of your son. And I didn't know it was your son at the time. And, you know, we would come, I would come in, I'd do my recording and might've been working on a blog or whatever at the time, or, or, or just getting some work done in the corner in the D and D there in the morning. You say you have this diverse group, you know, you have an elderly population in Wally world. They would come in, you know, I kind of knew them. One of the guys walked on the trail. There's a family who would, spend summers here and then they would go down for the winters to Florida or whatever. So you kind of knew the crew. We, it was a couple of you talk sports with or whatever. Barbara Bowles. And so you, you, you've developed like you, you're a regular in this place. You feel like, you know, the, the, the associates know you, the customers know you in that, in that, in that morning segment or whatever. In the evening, there was this young man in there. Um, 
And he was just, just disciplined, man. Just committed, service, respectful. And the things that you would, you know, you, you, you watch someone, um, how they move throughout the day, you know, taking, this is my job. This is what I'm doing, you know, and I'm taking it seriously. You know, Jay-Z just did a song. It's called Entrepreneur. And one of the lines it is, if you can't, you know, buy the building, at least stock the shelf. And just, and just to me, it just talked about this, like doing, taking pride in what you're doing. And while you're stocking the shelf or whatever, then you go ahead and, and continue to save, save and get to a point where you can then have your own. So finding out that this, I was like, this is, what is it? You know, so we start talking about running one day and then you come up. I'm like, that's your dad? Get out of here. This what a small world, man. Recently had him on the show. And because I just, just, and I can imagine how proud you felt um, that your, your son is a business owner and the, the part that you play in, in, in that, in that, um, and that coming to fruition, man. And you're seeing you in there doing helping. I can imagine you did help with the construction. Yeah. Uh, listen, I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, you know, one of my biggest uh, accomplishments um, as a human being and as a person is is being a dad to my children. You know, that is my joy and pride. And most people don't know that I'm also a grandfather. You know, mm-hmm. I got three grandkids that I enjoy very, very much. Um, and watching my, my children grow and, and unveiled, uh, uh, their hopes in, in crystallizing, uh, all of that in a positive way, um, establishing a foundation and watching my son, you know, myself as a, as a small business owner, uh, of a small construction firm in town, you know, I've always had conversations with all of them about commitment, dedication, long-term, strategic planning, and 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 looking at things in a perspective that is going to create a solid foundation planning. Um, and I've always had these conversations with my son Jonathan and with my daughter, you know, Sharon, and, and my son Miguel, um, and. But you never think that they're going to listen because that's your perspective as a father. And a few months ago, my son calls me because he's been always looking into uh, the possibility of opening a business. So he asked me all these questions and, you know, I've been able to really share with him some of my thoughts and, and some of my ideas and, and some of uh, my my own failures and success and how do I got to where I am to kind of, you know, encourage him to to go further and, and do something significant, which I never doubt he would. Mm-hmm. And he calls me and said, listen, um, I am ready. So I kind of took a couple steps back and said, ready, yeah, but um, ready for what? Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to open a business, Dad. And um, I said, that's, that's just... Um, Good news that you have made not only my day, but just just made me even more prouder of of being your dad. Um, so I was I was thinking maybe he wasn't listening, but he was making notes and taking notes, and 
And when I had an opportunity to actually participate with him and 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 helping him in in putting his 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 business together as far as the construction part is concerned, mm-hmm. the business part of his business um, was already laid out, um, and it came as a result of many of the conversations we had, but also because of his creativity, his own expertise and capacity and commitment, and and an encouragement that he was going to go and establish something big. And he did yeah. um, watching him grow and, and listening and, and looking at him engaging with uh, a landlord and putting things together. It was just uh, invigorating for me. And he owns a, a barbershop. He's always talked about doing that. And I knew he was going to do it mm-hmm. at some point. And the fact that he waited this time, all this time, it was because he needed to create a mechanism in which he can put something that was going to be long lasting. And I think he's done that. Yeah. Extremely proud. Yeah, it is. It is. It's incredible. It's, it's, we're not talking about like one year of me. You're talking about like years of coming into a a, a, a retail establishment. And, and Duncan is... Duncan is like it's fast food retail, you know, and you're seeing Duncan evolve at that location. And everything to me rises and falls on leadership. So when I think about when, when I leave from that Wallingford Duncan and I go into another Duncan, I compare it. That dunk that the Duncans that I go to throughout Connecticut, like the bar is set here, this one that's in Wally World. Not because it's because it's it's the local one to me. And there's one. That's in Yalesville, and there's one. There, there, there's another. There's a couple that's still, you know, one close to the depot, one that's further down. I compare all of them to the this one here because to me, it's it's about it's about the leadership that's inside of the building. So they already have a bar set, but seeing John interact with with customers, seeing him interact with the associates, there's a mop. You could tell someone who is on a mission. I could I don't I don't know what it is. You can just tell I can tell there's a young lady who walks past who works at the DD. Uh it's a Muslim sister, and she she walks past the house. Like sometimes I'm recording, I'll, I'll glance over and somebody's, you know, you can see it right the curb is right there. And I'm like, she's walking, but she's walking, she's on a mission. It's not just I'm getting to work. You could tell that, okay, this is what I'm doing right at this moment. But I'm doing this thing right at this moment to get to this other place on this other exactly side, right. and you and you see it, you see it in them. I'm sweeping. This is I'm going to be sweeping my own location at some point, and then I, I see it one time. Uh, my sister was at a convention in um, Jay Majors puts together. He's he's um, he's a he's, he's a barber, an instructor, an entrepreneur, and so he put together this this Connecticut Barber Expo. And so John had left D&D and I hadn't seen him. And then I seen him at this, at this expo and he's telling me about becoming a barber. So seeing this progression and getting the wit, getting an opportunity to witness it, it is, it is encouraging, you know, and people might be saying, why are you talking? It's a, it's a barber. It's a young guy. You know, what's the big deal? It's a big deal because there, there are folks who are getting gunned down and shot. And I think young people get a bad rap. So to me, it's a big deal to see, oh, there's no father or there's no, they make it seem the family breakdown, the mechanism is not there. And to see this, it's encouraging. 
these are it's not it just to me it dispels myths and it, it it's to see you have somebody who took something as somebody must say it's, it's insignificant everybody has to go to a barber at some point or you're buying some clippers you're going you've you've been to a barber at some point but then to see like this is like the one of the largest if not the largest barbering conventions in the world and it's based here in Connecticut and then to see someone saying, I can build a career off of this and I'm going to do it. And I have models to look to. Like, why would, why don't, I don't, if you don't get that, I can't, I can't help you. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, it has just been such a, a treat mm-hmm. um, as a dad. Um, uh, because he's not only my son, he's my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, to watch him uh, grow and unveil his brand and his dream. And his dream has goals, has objectives, has structure, has foundation. Um, that tells me that this is just the beginning to continue into a next level. Yeah. Um, his ambition is his, his dedication. Um, but his love for his kids, his family values really brought him to, to, to become the man that, that he is. And I sit back, mm-hmm. I watch and, and I say, I, I must to somewhere somehow done something right to, to deserve to watch this and see my son and my kids, and my children. Yeah, you know, unveil in, into this wonderful version of their self, the absolute best version of their self that is also creating benefits to others, that he's touching other people's lives in many ways, uh, that he's making a difference in the community, uh, that he is a leader that other people look up to as well, mm-hmm. as his children, my grandkids will look up to. Uh, that for me is, it's, it's, it's a completion of something that it's going to be passed on for a number of generations, but not only for my family, but for other people that are watching, all yeah. the people and, and other individuals that are looking at him as a young entrepreneur, as a young businessman who cooked, who prepared, who planned properly to actually bring this incredible dream in, in, into a realization. Yeah, that's just a tremendous treat. Uh, every time I, I say it and I talk about it, I just smile and my heart gets filled of joy, you know. And then I link that to all of the running because I brought him running with me a couple of mm-hmm. times, you know. And uh, as a young man, and you know, he walked into the running church with me, and a couple of other high schoolers back in the days, you know, that just like, mm-hmm. okay, listen, I'm going to bring you to run with my dad. My dad is this guy who runs marathons and. Um, uh, but we're going to all put, put something together and we're going to show, you know, the old man that we can whoop him silly, mm-hmm. but we can win this. You know, they were in for, for a treat, you know, <laughs> after a couple, you know, loops, six mile run, they, they just couldn't, you know, uh, get up the next morning and, mm-hmm. they, and they, they were able to call me and said, dad, I don't know how you do it. But, but then I was able to really sit him down and said, you know, to bring me to this point, it takes dedication and commitment to provide my body the opportunity to unveil a possibility, to strengthen my possibility. Mm-hmm. 
This is how running is not just going out to run, but to actually create an opportunity for me as an individual through running. And this is what running does, and this is what I do. And and all of these things I tried to really kind of, you know, uh, share with him in many ways. You know, how do you control your breathing? How do you plan properly? How do you see your first, your second, your third, your fourth, fifth mile? Uh, how do you prepare your running gear? How do you eat the night before? What do you do the morning, you know, before you go out to run? What is the plan to get you there? Uh, how do you listen to your body? Mm-hmm. In, in many ways, is discipline, you know, is caution, is is wisdom, um, and all of that, you know, connected to to a number of other things in life, was able to really give me the opportunity to continue to share with him. And watching, you know, becoming the man that he is, uh, is just an amazing thing. And I wanted to thank you for, you know, kind of uh, showcasing. You know, my son's business, our story, because it is not just a story and my story, it's your story. It's yeah. Our story, because we're all linked one way or another. Yeah. And that, that's when, when, I, when, I, when I see Sean, um, and that's what, one of the things I wanted to have him on the show. And you see the, the interaction and the diversity. It's just not, it's just not like an opening line. I don't think things happen by, by accident. You know what I mean? I, I don't think it's it's by accident that you have three people from different walks of life um, and, and, and hearing and, and seeing, you know, there's this white guy, you know, like, how do you how do you meet this white guy and this Puerto Rican guy? But it's more than just skin color. Here's a man that that loves his his son and seeing the interaction with with his son and, and, and he's growing and he's and the, they're out we're doing different things. Um you mentioned running and, and my, my relationship with with my kids, you can get to a point where um you get stubborn and you can go through different things. And my life is not perfect, you know, and I try to be as transparent with, you know, there's certain things I'm just not going to talk about or whatever. But you put stuff out there. I'm not perfect. Like the relationship hasn't running has helped to strengthen that relationship with, with, with my children. Um, and so to be able to see the interaction, uh, I, I get it. There's this, there's this understanding, there's this, yeah, that, that's, that's important. And to be able to show people, even in these times that we're living in, with, with everything that's going on in the world, um, you can have, I think where the rubber meets the road is, is, is right there in the community. You can have people, you know, you can have a difference of, of opinion or different political, different skin color and still have a passion for what you enjoy doing. And this common, common bond through, through running, you know, it is, it, it's, it's, um, it's something that I, that I'll cherish um, until, until I depart from here because without, it could have been this aloof thing you know i'm not sharing it i'm not talking about running you know i'm standing there i would have never have gotten into marathons the distance i wouldn't have because i uh, maybe somewhere else down the line but i don't think it was by chance that it happened i don't think it's by chance that um i meet a nancy and she says hey yo um you should I, i'm thinking I, was, I mentioned to her i'm thinking about moving closer to the job and Nancy's like, okay, you know, she goes online and about this app or whatever. And, and next thing you know, she's like, I found a place. And I'm like, okay, 
All right, so I got to move. You want to borrow a pickup truck? I'm like, so this this whole, when I tell this story, when I'm talking about this, is there's a white woman, low buzz cut, looks like Rachel Maddow, and drives a pickup truck. I told it to Dana Goldberg, who's a comedian in California. She's like, Nancy sounds like she's gay. I'm like, Nancy's got kids. He said, Derek, you know gay people have children. I'm like, well, I don't, I wasn't really checking for her sexual orientation. It's not an issue. It's just the idea that for me, that you have, you can have people from different walks of life and you can connect and you, you can, you can share just normal everyday things. You realize we're not as different as, as the world or some people would have you think. And I think that's, that's, that's what I like to, um, to kind of get across. So be able to see it and to see the interaction. And I don't hold it against you guys that got back home after the, you know, after my five hours and 25 minutes leaving messages like, Hey, we, um, I'm out, I'm done. I'm about to go grocery shopping. Hey, how's it going? You still out there? I'm like, you guys, <laughs> I don't know how many messages I got from you and Sean after that first math. I was like, yo, this was, this was, this was quite the experience, man. And I, I, I will, I will cherish that first marathon, you know, forever, man. Well, but what most people need to see, you know, about this relationship that you, Sean, and I have, because I, I, I told the story too to many of my running friends. You know, besides you and Sean, you know, I met this older guy, which you know, Doctor Blur. <laughs> yes, yes, Doctor Blur. <laughs> Beach, and he's become, you know, a mentor um, to me, and that have met, helped me understand, you know, what running means and what running was about, and it really brought a level of understanding, but also humbled myself a mm-hmm. great deal. Um, that yes, you probably spend five hours on the turf, but that was the foundation because you were also determined and committed uh, to take that five hours and turn it into a possibility uh, because you had a goal and and you knew where you were heading. And that was an inspiration for me, an inspiration for other runners. Uh, Running is a deeper inspiration that gets you to understand other people's goals, but also, how do they get there? Mm-hmm. You know, and what do they do to get there? And everybody's different, you know, and, and you're absolutely right on the money, Derek, because, you know, when uh, I, I met Sean and you, it was this level of com- competitiveness, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I got to be Sean and, and I, I can't let Derek be, <laughs> you know, I got to make sure that I, that I, that they're watching the back of my jersey, all of this. But it was in a friendly way. You know, mm-hmm. I remember when I went to Rhode Island to run my first full marathon that I trained for. Uh, Sean ran that that full marathon, but it wasn't his first time running it. So my goal was to if I beat Sean, then I'm in good shape because mm-hmm. he was fast, you know. And it wasn't because I wanted to just beat Sean. It's because it was just setting the bar high. If I, if I follow Sean... I know I'll be, I'll be in good shape. That that's the idea. Most people that don't run, they might not see it that way. And and my first, you know, uh, my first thirteen miles, you know, I was good, you know, great. And 
not thinking a number of things that I should should have known then that I know now mm-hmm. that you know you know you need to pace yourself in a way and 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 you lose 100 calories for every miles mm-hmm. and 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 20 20 miles that's 2000 calories your body's done and you don't feed calories into your body you don't have no more fuel in your tank none of that stuff was in my mind i just was relying on me and and Sean was kind of taking it easy, you know, by the mm-hmm. time I, I, I came around, I was coming back, he was still coming down. And I said, yes, I got him. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of mentality, you know, and, um, and then mile 18, 19 and 20, you know, he's right behind me, mm. you know, it's strategic planning. And he was about 10 minutes ahead of me, which in running is probably another mile and a half, you know, at the yeah. pace that he was going. I finished close to four hours, you know, um, but how you finish, how he finished and how I finish. I remember the last marathon I ran and you were there. I was probably on the six mile mark and you were pacing. You did phenomenal. Uh-huh. You know, you tell people from five hours to a little over three hours that you've done and completed. That is a huge accomplishment and an inspiration for all of us. Uh, uh, so I got Sean is, 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 um, morning guys. Yo, I can't see you, man. Uh Oh, hold on. <laughs> oh man. There we go. What's going on, man? Turn the camera the other way, man. So we got the whole, the whole, um, there we go. There we go. How's it oh, going, guys? It's going well, Look at man. That. <laughs> man. Hey, there we go. I'm doing awesome, my friend. How about you? I'm doing well as well. Yo, introduce you yourself, man. Let people know who you are. They they already know you as 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 the white guy and the the black guy, white guy, <laughs> um, <laughs> Home Depot joke. But uh, yo, so yeah, tell them a little about yourself, Sean. How you started running? And uh, I'm Sean Ball. I met Derek uh, at the uh, Big Orange Box a while back, and uh, Miguel as well. And um, man, that just rhymed, didn't it? <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm a runner, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we got running with these guys, and, you know, the rest is history. Mm-mm. So how long were you running before we, um, before we met? Uh, I had only done maybe two, two half marathons, and I think I've done, I had done one full marathon. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think I was going on my second full marathon with you, or maybe possibly my third. Yeah, I think it was like your third, but you were like... Just get, just download a plan. You made it seem like so simple. And Miguel is standing there. Yeah, come on. I we can do it. We can do it. I'm like, I had, I, I had no idea how far a marathon was, man. But you were like, come on, yeah, it's all right. It'll be okay. Just, just, just do it. We're doing it. Yeah, come on. yeah, and, that's right, man. And so this, this has been. I think I, I tell the story, man. It, it has to be. With no lie, at least at least two or three times a a, um, a week, or if somebody asks me about running, you guys come up in the story. So I, I I'm so glad that you jumped on the call. I was just talking about your your son. It's like it gives me a treat to. It's like I'm growing up with with this with with you know with Ryan. Oh, he keeps me going. I see you're like you're fishing one day. The next thing I'm like, yo, this guy is getting taller, man. You're going to be looking up to him any, any day now, man. Ten years old already. Ten. Wow. Yeah, time flies, right? Damn. 
Yeah, I, I, I can't. I'm using the Grecian. I'm using the Grecian formula. I don't know if. if it's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming along a little, a, a little along the same lines. I was just telling Derek that you know, running is has been uh, an opportunity for you know three people like like Sean, Derek, and myself become you know these these friends that um, that running have put together in a special way and and that we are and I, I tell the story too not just while we we're here having this dialogue to other people that we are a family you know um i've seen Absolutely. you know sean's uh son grow as well uh, mm-hmm. i've seen Derek running with his kids and and a number of things that that until the day that i that i that i depart from this world I will always treasure the fact that uh, this is a long-term uh, friendship that have really created significant changes and and have been a part of my life as a person and as a human being. Yeah, absolutely. I, I bumped into um, I think we were in was it TJ Maxx. So I put the yeah. phone I put the phone down and he's you're talking like when are we gonna do this race? And it's like yo look look at the camera. This is almost like a um, what yeah. was. Oh man, you caught me. <laughs> that was priceless. That was priceless. <laughs> uh, but it, yeah. it, it's always, uh, you know, you, you bump into each other um, and months can go by. And then it's like, you just kind of like pick up, like, where are you going? You, yeah, I, I'm yeah. about to head out for a run. I think we, I saw you one day, we were at the library. Yeah. 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 You know, were, were you stopping in for water? Was I stopping in for water? I don't know. It's like the, I, I I run there sometimes and like, are you getting books? Nah, I'm just here for the water today, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Oh man, it is it is. Um, I know they're probably going to kick us out of this 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 thing, but I think the the one of the reasons that I, that I wanted to um, because I tell the story so much um about how we how we met and just to see different people from different walks of life. And to be able to 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 have this connection with 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 running, it it means a lot to me. Um, there's a lot that I learned through the whole the whole process about myself, about just this whole idea of. It seems so ridiculous when I think about it, like just putting on some sneakers and going out for a run. But yeah, like if 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 we didn't if i didn't if we didn't connect on this running thing i don't know if we there're not many people that um that i stay connected to even after right. i leave a, a place because it's just i'm sort of a guarded person if that makes any sense you know so but to have this 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 relationship through running i i it, it says something to me that that I, that I, it, i'm curious about that, and and I, I like to explore it and find out like what is that about running and it, that that's what kind of kept me, yo. There's something there that that connects people. Like it just seems so like it, it's when even if we're not talking about anything else or whatever, it's just like yo, let's go out for a run. And next year we're talking yeah. about cool and you, you're getting like these sneakers and like what sneakers? Are, you know, it's, it's you find these different pockets of things. It's like yo, there's this there's this thing that is just. That I, that, I, that I will cherish, man. It's just something else, man. You know? Yeah, I share the same thoughts. I, um, I, I was just telling the story that uh, when I ran the Rhode Island uh, 
marathon and uh, that I ran into Sean there. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Uh, Sean was already, you know, had a number of other races on me. So he had more experience. I, was, I walked in there with a different mentality and, and every race have really taught me a lesson. Every race mm-hmm. have really humbled me even further and more. And, and one of the things that that race taught me not only is to bring myself to a level of humbleness, but to do it for a reason, you know, and I saw uh, Sean's uh, jersey that he was running uh, to honor his parents that had passed away. And um, that really brought me to understand that I can use running for many other things. The fact that I've really created a tremendous and deep relationship with two other guys like Derek and Sean. Now, in that race in Rhode Island, you know, Sean's running taught me something. So it inspired me to start something called Team Prestige, uh, teamprestige.org, so that I can run uh, to raise funds for cancer research and cancer patients. So uh, I started running the, the Hartford Marathon after the Rhode Island Marathon. And um, I've asked Sean, Sean, you know, you mind if, if if I have the the honor to to have your parents' name on my jersey, and and that was like maybe nine years ago, uh, mm, nine years least. ago, yeah. and I've been running that race ever since with a number of other uh, names on my jersey, and Sean's parents are on that jer- jersey uh, since then every every year that I have the opportunity to honor his parents and many other people. Um, so running had taught me something, but the people who run also taught me something that brought me to an understanding that I need to use the running for, for a purpose. And, and I have to be grateful to Sean and, and, and you, Derek, because, and, and, and Dr. Blur, yeah. uh, that really you taught me, you know, to see things from a different perspective. Yo, that guy, have you met, have you met Dr. Blur? Sean Tim Beach. I, 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 Tim Beach. I think you've seen him before, Sean. Who so, is he? Tim, no, Tim Beach, the older guy. Tim is this old guy, and you would see him out there, right? And you're like, not like that, yeah. And he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't look fast at all. He doesn't. Yep. He, you wouldn't <laughs> see him coming, and you don't see him coming. You just see him going. He's, he's going. <laughs> and it doesn't look like he's going fast. It's, that's what's that's what's disturbing. It's like, yeah. yo, he passes you. You don't see him pass you. You just know, know. he's in front of me now. Like, when did he pass me? <laughs> no, it's like it's like a blur. It's really yeah. it's like a blur. <laughs> and then then you're standing there and he's grinning. It's like, how did he do this? <laughs> this guy, he he's 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 got to be what is he like sixty something? He's sixty uh, fifty nine. And he's at all the races. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's a Boston Marathoner qualifier for many years. Um, um, I've always told the story that I've the only time I've been very close to to kind of uh, winning uh, or passing is uh, on a 5K in New Haven. And I caught this cramp, and that's all he needed. Two-second right. difference, and he just won again. I haven't been able to really beat him at all. <laughs> Yo, this guy is 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 is, is, a, is an incredible runner, man. It's it's funny just to see him like tag on. I think one time I was running, and there's this woman, no lie, twin stroller, running up a um 
running up a, a, a hill and she passes me, man. I stop. I'm just like, yo, let me just, I think I'm done for the day. I'm, I'm just going to come <laughs> over here, tie my laces. Yo, you talk about your ego getting deflated, man, as a dude. I'm like, I, I got passed by a white woman pushing a stroller up a hill with two kids in it. I'm like, mm. like hey, I took the L. I'm like, I took one for the team, gentlemen. That's, That's it. it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Oh, man. Guys, thank you so very much for being on, on the show. Sean, I appreciate you jumping in, man. Miguel, you know, I, you guys are inspiring to me. Um, I think it, hey, it was an, it was an honor to have, be here, Derek. And, uh, you know, good to see you guys. I can't wait till we can go out there and run again. Yeah, man. Well, race anyway. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah, have a great day now. Yeah, you too. Good to see you both. All right. Later. Mm-hmm.